And hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Conquest Chronicles. This is Matt here, along with Dina. Um, we are currently sitting here, and um, right now, not a much, not much to talk about with USC football uh, news-wise. Not much news-wise with USC football, with uh, every with spring practice ending weeks ago. Um, we're getting closer to player-ran practices as graduation comes up. But player run practices are starting to come up, and then sooner or later, um, spring ball will be starting up here soon. So we're getting closer and closer to the start of college football season. This is Matt, or again, this is Matt here along with Dina. <laughs> I just said that just a few minutes ago. My goodness. Anyway, Dina, how are you? How are you doing today? Pretty good. What about you? I'm doing pretty good. Um. Been a, a interesting few uh, interesting few days, but uh, we have some news to share with everybody. So recently, for, for recently, Dina and I have put our deposits down for uh, for USC mini game or mini plans. So we have two games that we selected. Which is uh, Fresno State, the season opener, which something that we've talked about attending, and Oregon. So we will be at the Fresno State game and the Oregon game. And I know a lot of people, I can hear the excitement from people. I can hear the cheering and everything from people. Not really. But, <laughs> um, again, if you see us, feel free to say hello. Feel free to reach out. Uh, you know what each of us look like. If you see a lot of people running the dean. Dina asking for her autograph. That's where we are. <laughs> yeah, people are excited about Oregon the most. We put up a poll asking which home game y'all were excited for, and Oregon, Oregon won with thirty four percent. I think it's because of the uh, with Oregon being potentially being a top fifteen team, Justin Herbert being the um, one of the top quarterbacks coming into the. Uh, Coming into the 2019 season, which is, in all honesty, um, I think we, we, we and we spoke about this before the podcast. Not really too high. I know you're not too high on Herbert, but um, it, it it it'll be an interesting game for sure. I'm excited. In all honesty, I'm excited for the. Um, what is it? I'm I'm more excited. Not really for Oregon. But I'm more excited for Stanford because, in all honesty, Stanford is always, always, always a huge game. Stanford's always like the big game, the big hitting game, you know. I don't know. Physical. Exactly. It's always a physical matchup. And the games are always good, too. Although um, last last year was. Dear God. You didn't have to sit front row for that game. <laughs> no, thank God I didn't. So be be glad about that. You didn't have to sit there and endure that that madness. But um, that it, but Oregon, I think Oregon will be a good game too. I think it also just depends on um, how everything plays out moving forward. I think that's how everybody's looking at it it just depends on how everything plays out going into the um going into the college football season and going into that game however uh let's let's go ahead and move forward with that uh we'll talk more about that a little later but we have some USC news and it revolves around uh former USC quarterback Matt Fink so as everyone knows, right after spring practice ended, Matt Fink uh, announced that he will that he is entering the transfer portal. And this comes after again after spring practice ended, after spring camp ended, and we spoke and we believed that maybe the coaches spoke with the um, with the quarterbacks to let them know what their position is heading into fall camp and and the and the player ran practices. And um, more letting them know their position of where they're at right now. And sooner or later, you just saw Matt Fink was transferring. He entered the transfer portal. 
Well, now there's news that he uh, will be transferring as a grad transfer to Illinois. He will be transferring to Illinois to play for the Fighting Illini. Um, and it's interesting because USC already, or not USC, but Illinois already has two uh, former Trojans in Owale uh, Bektu and Trevion Sidney, or Trevon Sidney, who are, who's transferring to play for Lovey Smith's uh, team. So, Dina, what do you think of this move? How do you view it? And honestly, do you think, um, Fink will, will challenge for the starting quarterback job? Yeah, I don't really know about Illinois' quarterbacks because I, I don't really follow them, but Fink was in the running to be the starter at USC, so, I mean, it's hard not to say that he's going to challenge the guys at Illinois. Yeah, and I mean, again, I think having two fellow Trojans there transferring there as grad transfer, so they get guys who will play, um, who can play right away. I mean, in all honesty, Lovey Smith, in a former NFL head coach, been to the Super Bowl. I mean, in all honesty, I don't, I, just like you, I don't know much about Illinois in the, uh, in the Big Ten. I'm looking at their depth chart right now, like a projected depth chart after spring after their spring practice, and they have uh, MJ Rivers, who is the um, projected to be the starting quarterback. They have two; they're pretty young at quarterback, actually, which helps out for them. Um, but they have a sophomore as a projected starting quarterback. He's a first string, followed by two redshirt freshmen, Matt Robinson and Corin um, Corin Taylor. And then you have red, and then you have, of course, experience at the receiver position. Um, kind of, you know, kind of got some youth at tight end, and you got a veteran offensive line behind them. But again, I don't know what Illinois really runs per se. You know, I don't think any of us know what Illinois really runs unless you've watched Illinois football. But um, I think. I think Fink could he I think he could transfer he he gives honestly he gives Illinois experience at the quarterback position. Fink has some game experience though it's very limited. He again he came in um when JT Daniels been hurt. He played it the most snaps he got was against Utah. And that was that same game he broke his ribs in that same game. So I don't know. It, it, it's all. It, it's pretty interesting. But Fink will be able to come in. He'll he'll be competing right away. We can tell you that. Right. I think Fink yeah. Fink is going to come in. He's going to compete right away, especially given that they have youth at that um, at that position. So sit there and think. Oh, Matt Fink is, is Matt Fink going to compete? Matt Fink will compete for the starting job. That is a that is a given fact. He's going to be able to compete right away. Whether he wins a job or not, that depends. But I think he has a good chance, especially if Illinois is young at quarterback. Yeah, and I mean, I, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Matt Fink, and it wasn't as if Matt Fink was like, you know what, I'm leaving. I'm not looking to come back. He did say there was a possibility of him coming back. When he was in a transfer portal, but when you have a chance to compete, when you have a chance to compete for a starting job, that was that, you know, there it is right there. There it is right there. And I think the thing about it, too, is with Fink, you said he was projected as the backup, right? You read somewhere that he was projected as the as the backup. Uh, as the backup quarterback with USC, right. mm-hmm. and yeah, I forget where I saw that. <laughs> and I honestly, and I honestly thought he would be a third. I honestly believe he was a uh, that he. I I had him as a third string to me. If you were to ask me based off of what I read, I had him as a third string or or you know or fourth string behind you know behind Slovis, but. Slovis most likely will redshirt, 
And most likely he can still red shirt and as we look at USC's quarterback situation because they have they're now down to three um three scholarship quarterbacks. Slovis could still be a red shirt. A lot of people don't know you know, forget that. Slovis could still be a red shirt candidate. USC is not like USC's played with two court or haven't played with two quarterbacks before. They have. USC has gone with two quarterbacks on the depth chart before. But you always invite the possibility of what uh, of a situation like Utah happening where you lose both of your starting quarterbacks in one game. Right. Yeah, that <laughs> I mean, I don't see why Slovis wouldn't redshirt cuz you can play four games and and still be a redshirt. So Yeah. That is true. That is true. That is very true. That is completely true. So, again, Matt Fink transferring. Now that he's gone, um, it makes the USC quarterback job interesting. Uh, uh, it's down to three, although realistically it's down to two. It, it, it's really down to two. And if if JT Daniels doesn't impress and if Jack Sears does, Jack Sears could be the starting quarterback. But Yeah, unless Sears really – What's the word? Cleans up his 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 play, then I think JT is going to be the starter because Sears is just too up and down. Yeah. Well, again, because Graham Harrell did say with Jack Sears, Jack Sears is more of a gamer. Like in practice, yeah, he looks inconsistent, you know. However, in um, in games, he's making plays. So maybe it could be one of those things. Who knows? I mean, that 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 is true. You know, you cannot be a good practice player, but in games, you ball out. You know. I mean, I've always I've always hated the two quarterback system, but in this case, I'd like I think I'd be for the two quarterback system just to see who pulls ahead in game time action. I, I wouldn't do it. Remember that did Lane Kiffin in? That ultimately did. <laughs> well, yeah, Kiffin. but he had quarterbacks that weren't. What was it? They they tried doing that with Cody Kessler and and Wittick, Max Wittick. Here's my thing that I look at it. It was obvious in the it was obvious in the Washington State game. I will say that because when they put Wittick in, when they put Wittick in, the offense went stagnant. The offense was stagnant. You put here. Here's how I put it. You put Max Wittick in. That offense went completely stagnant. Not only that, mm-hmm. you had opportunities to see what Max Wittick could do. He didn't do it against Notre Dame. Granted, Notre Dame was undefeated and had a pretty good had a pretty good de- uh, or a pretty decent defense led by Manti Teo. You had the Sun Bowl, and you, we saw how that went. Yeah, that was pretty bad. He, I remember watching planted, that game and thinking, why would you ever start this dude? And then you face planet, you face planet against Washington State. In the second half against Washington State. I'm just saying here. But then Cody Kessler obviously should have been the starting quarterback and looked like the... That's that's just my thing. What I'm saying. That's all I'm saying about that here. Like, let's be real on that. Anyway, though, but USC three scholarship quarterbacks. I don't. I and I'm not with the two QB system, honestly, in this case, because again, it didn't work. I know people will go back and say, "Well, look at 1990. When did they go to Rose Bowl? <laughs> 1995. People will." Well, look at the 1995-1996 season. They had two quarterback. They had a two QB system with Brad Otten, and but no, it didn't. It two QB systems rarely work. They rarely, rarely, rarely work. No, I agree. I just think it'd be interesting to see how. It would work with with Sears and Daniels, being that they're both highly competitive, and if it would up their play 
so a clear starter could be determined. You know what I would do? I would honestly, I do a, if you have the bodies, split the teams up and do a scrimmage. And whoever comes out in the end, and see who comes out in the end. Let's see who comes out in the end. Split the teams up, go into a full-on scrimmage, because you have the number. I'm sure you have the numbers to do it, but let's split the teams up in fall. Let's do a full-on scrimmage, like a full-on game scrimmage, and let's get after it. And let's see who is who. Let's see who is who. Let's see who is who. None of this situational stuff. Let's let's do what Mike Leach says. Hey, you know, let's do a whole bunch of drills and everything, and then we call it a spring game with all these different rules. Let's split the teams up and let's play football. Let's see who can. Let's see who's who. Let's see who's what. That's just my my view of it. Uh, in all honesty, but. Oh god, excuse me. Anyway, um, one segment that we wanted to talk about, honestly, uh, well, we we want to go into more USC news, actually, and in, in more USC news, USC beach volleyball, they um, they ended up being defeated by UCLA, sadly, in the uh, national championship, and uh, USC basketball, their their um opponents are out this year they play or yeah actually this year this coming season this coming season they will play the Arizona schools twice after two years of playing them only once um they play the Oregon school they they play the Oregon schools once in Oregon and they host the Bay Area schools so that means USC will not will, will not go to the Bay Area for basketball this season and Oregon will not come to Los Angeles to play the to play USC this season. So Pac-12 scheduling is still out of whack with basket across the board. In all honesty, yeah, Arizona's going to be interesting just because their their whole drama going on right now. Yeah, and that's the thing too with with them is that. They could be slapped with they could be slapped with sanctions. I mean, they could be shellacked with sanctions because how the way this is all playing out, I I don't know how the way this is all playing out for Arizona for their sake. I think literally they could see a two year postseason ban or a one year postseason ban. There's going to be a postseason ban and a loss of scholarships here. There's going to be a lot of that here. It's going to be a mess right now because now they're investigating. And granted, these investigations take a while, but they're going to, I don't know, I think they're going to whack Arizona. I, I, I just have that feeling that they're going to do, that they're going to whack them with sanctions. So how did that Basketball sanctions work. What was the what's the latest example? Um, USC. I'll give USC as an example because they were hit with sanctions too. USC had scholarships taken away. I forgot how many scholarships were taken away from them, but they had scholarships taken away from them, and they implemented a uh, um, a self postseason ban actually. But if you look at I would look up Baylor, actually, because Baylor is a prime example of what could happen. Baylor is a good example of what could um, of what could what could happen to to a team when you're hit by sanctions. As a matter of fact, I got to look up the Baylor uh, situation, but Baylor was hit with sanctions. I think they could only play road games. Like they took away home, they almost they essentially got the death penalty. They took away home games. I think I I I think that was the case, but here I think that was the case, but don't quote me on that because it was it was crazy how the whole thing. So 
they were investigated and punished for numeral for numeral for numerous NCAA violations. The scandal broke out after the after the 2003 murder of men's basketball player Pat De, or Patrick DeHenny. So basically, somebody got killed. Like it was basically they got killed and all that. But and then the sanctions hit. Yeah, well, it's a it's a whole thing under it. If someone's killed, that's criminal. What's not NCAA? Well, there was more to it. There was improper payment to players. There was drug use, recruiting violations, um, stuff like that. And so that's the, wild. So here was it. Where where was it? So basically, it was Bliss paying tuition for two players, um, and attempting to. Or it was somebody paying for tuition for two players. The coaching staff providing meals, transportation, clothing to athletes. Coaching staff paying for tuitions and fees to recruit another to recruit at another school. Failure to report positive drug tests by athletes. Failure to by coaching staff by the entire coaching staff to exercise institutional control of the basketball program. And so, the program was on probation until 2010. And these penalties dropped. In 2005, Baylor was barred from playing any non-conference basketball game for the 2005-2006 season, the first time a half-season penalty was imposed. Baylor further reduced, the NCAA also reduced Baylor's paid visit, or paid recruiting visits from 12 to 9 for the 2006-2007 season. They already had self-imposed they already had imposed restrictions on recruiting visits for 2004, 2005, and 2005-2006. And then there was other smaller penalties. So Baylor could not play any non-conference games. That's interesting. So it wasn't initially the death penalty, but it was close to it. Huh. Sorry, we went off on a tangent. Yeah, <laughs> we... We we're good. We're sorry on that whole thing, but we just wanted to educate everybody on it. So, I mean, um, Kentucky here, Kentucky got the death penalty. Kentucky basketball got the death penalty actually. Um, Louisiana Lafayette got the death penalty in basketball. Of course, famously SMU got it. Morehouse College got it for men's soccer. Uh, more um. McMurray Tennis actually got it. McMurray Tennis was the most recent. Yeah, I don't follow basketball, so <laughs> well, I was just curious to see how it compared to football sanctions. Yeah, it um it's about essentially the same, pretty much. It was essentially the same. So, moving forward, we have another segment here in Dina. This is going to be a fun one. Granted that we all love college football. We always, um, and we always look back on certain things and we go, what if? There's always those moments where you go, what if something happened? How would it alter the course of history? How would it alter things moving forward? Well, we'll do this with USC football and history and we will do this moving forward with, uh, with, with college football. So we're going to start with USC because of course, this is Conquest Chronicles. And so, Dina, I'm going to give you one and we're we're going to we're going to throw a subject and I'm going to uh let you go first throughout this whole time cuz I'm interested okay. to hear your your uh your comments on this. But first thing I will add and we'll get this we'll, we'll get this out the way cuz I was thinking about this last night. What if USC won the 2004, or not 2004, I'm tripping. What if USC won the 2006 Rose Bowl? So let's say, as everyone knows, with over six minutes left, USC had a 12-point lead over Texas. What if USC held on to that lead or stopped Vince Young on fourth down and won that Rose Bowl? What what would what if that happened? What would that have done in your opinion? 
Uh, ooh. Tricky, isn't it? That is tricky. I mean, the thing that comes to mind right off the bat is... I don't know what necessarily it would have done at USC football because they were so dominant. But if Texas hadn't won that game, then... I don't know. This is hard. It is hard, is it? (laughs) If you really think about it, like, what would that have meant for USC and Texas? Like, what would that have meant for them? Well, the slump USC's in now, not, not including our Rose Bowl in 2017 and the Pac-12 championship in 2018, is kind of similar to Texas's slump that they just got out of last season. So I feel like if Texas had not a one, it would have been a bigger blow than USC losing, just because USC during those years had championships left and right. Right. But I wonder if, if Pete Carroll had won that one, because a lot of people, when you when they list USC's greatest coaches of all time, they list John McKay first. Do you think that would have vaulted Pete Carroll over him? Over McKay? Yeah. I thought Pete Carroll was over McKay to begin with, but... I mean, I think so, too. But if if that would have happened, I think Pete Carroll probably would have been... Here's how, here's how I view this. If USC would have beaten Texas, A, we still would have viewed it as the greatest national championship game of all time. But... USC would have USC would have carried a 40 something game win streak going into Oregon State and probably would have lost that Oregon State game. And most likely would have lost that Oregon State game. So we look at it USC if USC would have won that game, I think USC would have USC in that stretch of time, would have been the best team of all time. And the reason why I say they would have been the best team of all time, and I know Miami fans are saying, well, wait a second, look at look at the Miami team that we had. USC would have been the only college football team to ever three-peat. I don't think they're, and I'm looking it up right now, in the poll era and in the BCS era, if you combine the poll era, the BCS era, and even the college football playoff era, no team has ever won three straight national championships. No team have ever won. USC, USC would have been the first three-peat champion. And it's crazy to think about that because if USC would have – and I know people will say, oh, but it would have been vacated – they would have vacated the victory. You, nobody would have. The AP would not have vacated USC's championship. So USC still would have been the first ever three-peat champion in major Division One college football. I'm not gonna count the FCS. I'm not gonna <laughs> count Division Two. I'm not gonna count Division Three in major Division One college football. USC. Would have been the first three three peak national champion. So think about that for USC and for Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll would have been would have would have been the greatest national or would have been the greatest head coach based off of that. I think he would have even been better than Nick. Uh, well, no, I wouldn't even go there because Nick Saban did end up winning multiple national championships. I will say that Nick Saban do have more national championships on Pete Carroll, but Pete Carroll probably would have been in the discussion and USC would have been the best college football team of all time 
because essentially they three-peated. Who three-peats in college football? Bama had a chance to do it, but Bama lost. Bama would have been the only team that had a chance to do it. Um, I think for Texas, I think if we look at it this way, I think we would have viewed Texas the same way we viewed Oklahoma in 2004. Had had Texas lost that game, I think we would have viewed Texas the same way we viewed Oklahoma the previous year. Because if you look at it in all honesty, if you were what, what's the one thing you remember about Oklahoma from that 2004 season, other than they were the wire to wire number two team? What's, uh, yeah, what's, I didn't really. If if I was to ask you about that Oklahoma team, I could tell you Jason White was on that team, Derek Strait, uh, Clayton, Adrian Peterson was on that team. But the only thing I could really tell you is, yeah, they went undefeated, but they lost. They were so lacked by USC. Had USC ran away with that game against Texas, we would have viewed Texas the same way. And I think, and I think because I remember Vince Young said it uh, said it last year too. I think Vince Young would have stayed another year. That if USC if USC would have beat Texas, Vince Young would have stayed for a senior season. Vince Young would have stayed for a senior season, and Texas would have been playing Florida. Or we we would have been talking about a USC Texas rematch, or they would have been playing Ohio State. Because I remember Ohio State would. No, actually no, they would have been playing. Either Ohio State, they would have been playing either Ohio State or Florida. They would have been playing Ohio State, Florida, or possibly USC. And everybody would have been clamoring for a USC-Texas rematch. It wouldn't have been the same, but Texas would have won the national championship the year after. Wouldn't you agree? Because Vince Young did say, if he would have, if they wouldn't have lost that game, he would have stayed his senior season. Yeah, I think Texas would have been would have been contending for sure for the national championship the next year. I think Texas would have contended, and Vince Young would have won the Heisman the next year. Troy Smith wouldn't have won it. Vince Young would have won that. Vince Young would have won the Heisman the next That's year. That's a good one. Yeah. Because and yeah. then we wouldn't have. Because everybody says, well, Vince Young should have won the Heisman. Vince Young should have won the Heisman over Reggie Bush. But Reggie Bush was by far the better player. We don't say, oh, Vince Young is the best college football of all, college football player of all time. Reggie Bush gets talked about more than Vince Young. Not putting down Vince Young, because Vince Young did some crazy things and took over a game. Take Vince Young off that Texas team. Texas is not Texas. Texas would not have been playing in that game. USC would have been playing Penn State in the Rose Bowl game, in that national championship game. You take Vince Young off of Texas, I don't think Texas would have went undefeated. Because they they wouldn't have won that Ohio State game, and they definitely wouldn't have won, um, they definitely wouldn't have won that Oklahoma State game. Yeah, I mean, when when and then when you ask Texas fans who they'd have on their on their team, you know, one player they always want on their team is they always say Vince Young. Yeah, well, it's the same with you. But with USC, we could say a plethora of people. Right. That we is, can, that's it. Is one thing I noticed. I asked that to Texas fans and to USC fans, and while USC had, I mean, a, a lot of people did say Reggie Bush, but there's a lot who didn't. Most yeah, Texas fans like, had had um, Vince Young. Yeah, because who could? I mean, outside of Ricky Williams, who would you want to put on your Texas team? Outside of Ricky Williams, Priest Holmes, Roy Williams, the wide receiver, Colt McCoy, 
Derek Johnson? Yes, I know. But for USC, it's like, it's different, you know? I, I, where did we turn into a Texas and USC comparison? <laughs> we always do. But anyway, I think Vince Young would have won the Heisman the next year. Texas would have won the national championship convincingly. Then we would have talked about what if at this moment. But I think USC would have been the best team of all time. So now I have another one for you. What if USC didn't get left out of the 2004 – or no, not 2004. What if USC didn't get left out of the 2003 or 2004 national championship game? So as everyone knows, USC was um, – USC ended up losing the cow in the 2003-2004 season. The same week, uh, LSU lost to Florida. Oklahoma was the only undefeated team, and USC was number two. It was LSU and USC jockeying for one for a number two. USC was by far, I think, the was a better team uh, that year. But USC, it looked like it was going to be a lot. Well, COVID, going into championship week, Oklahoma was blown out by Kansas State, 35-7. to and so everyone thought the BCS, which was ran by computers at the time, the BCS was going to put USC and LSU in the national championship game. If it, if you had the Harris poll going on at the time with the human voters, yes, it would have been USC, LSU. But instead, the BCS kept Oklahoma at number one by a certain amount of points. And when you do the research, everyone said the BCS calculated or the BCS factored the um, the strength of schedule because of Hawaii losing to Boise State and BYU losing. Now, USC beat Hawaii and BYU earlier that season. Now, um, I, I have to ask you, and I know really you were pretty young at the time, Dina, but what if USC played LSU in that national championship game in 2004? In the, in the, in the Sugar Bowl, in the 2004 Sugar Bowl national championship game. What if that happened? And they won or they lost? Uh, your scenario, honestly. You could, you could do win or loss. Well, they win and I think beat Carroll. Not that he isn't already, but so if they win that one and they win the Rose Bowl against Texas, do you think Pete Carroll would be the one challenging Nick Saban for greatest of all time? Yeah, I I think so because um, it goes into the conversation of the Texas of the Texas uh game of the of of that Rose Bowl game if they win that one I think it would have sweetened the pot because it would have been three BCS national championships it would have been you would have won three straight national championship games um of course for people who don't know USC and LSU split the national championship now LSU fans argue there's no split LSU won it outright. However, LSU, and this is where we get in, this is where things kind of get skewed here. LSU fans' only argument was they played in the national championship game. However, LSU was going to be in that game regardless. USC, however, the Associated Press and I believe the coaches poll actually. No, the Associated Press thought USC was, they thought USC was the better team. Therefore, USC, and USC won it convincingly. So therefore, they voted USC as the, as their number one team. The coaches poll, however, which is under the BCS, the coaches poll is forced to vote for LSU because they won the national championship. 
They're forced to do that. The Associated Press at the time, the Associated Press crowns their own national championship. I don't know if they still do or they, I think they still do. The AP still, the AP crowned their own national champion at the time. And USC was their national champ, was their national champion. The coaches, however, under the agreement of the BCS, had to vote for LSU. It was a split national championship. So USC, if USC never got left out of that game, if USC played LSU, oh, my God, that would have been a very good game. I think that would have been a close game, and it would have been a very a really good defensive battle. But I think USC would have won that game by a touchdown. Yeah, it would have been physical for sure. It, it would have been a good game because LSU's defense was no joke. But USC had offensive weapons. So my thing was who uh, – my thing I look at it as who covers Mike Williams and Steve Smith and Kerry Colbert, you know? Then you had Reggie Bush, Herschel, a healthy Herschel Dennis – you got Reggie Bush, a healthy Herschel Dennis, and Lindell White, who was considered the starter at the time. On top of the Wild Bunch defense, the Wild Bunch 2 defense, with Sean Cody, uh, Kunichi Udizi, um, who else, who else was on that, on that, uh, who else was on that defensive line? I think Frosty Rucker was on that defensive line. You know, Matt Grudegood, Lofa Tatupu. You know, USC has some guys on defense. So I thought it would have been a defensive battle, but I don't think LSU would have had the offense to com- to really get it together. Kind of like last season. It, it, yeah. And the <laughs> thing and the thing about it, and the thing about it, the reason why I say this and everyone looks at the Oklahoma game. If you look at the Oklahoma game, Kansas State already put out the blueprint against Oklahoma. Blitz Jason White, and he has you have no answer. This is why I don't view Jason White highly. And everyone's like, "What do you mean Jason White shouldn't have won the Heisman, or he wasn't?" I don't. I thought Jason White was overrated. I still think he's overrated to this day. But. If USC played LSU, I think I think USC would have won the national championship in a pro Louisiana in a pro LSU stadium. That yeah. That would have been by far a LSU home game for sure. So that would have played a factor as well. I think that would have played a factor cuz it was in New Orleans. Yeah. So that for sure. Um, I got one for you, Dina. I have one for you. Hit me. What if Matt Barkley left after his junior season? <laughs> well, he definitely would have been taken in the first round instead of what the third or when did he go? The third or the fourth? Uh, I think the fourth or the I think the fourth or the fifth round. I think it could have been third or fourth. Yeah, if Matt Barkley left, definitely first round pick. As for the 2012 season, it probably would have been a train wreck like it was because we had Max Wittick <laughs> or Cody Kessler. Yeah, but I think Kiffin would have started Wittick just because he did. Even after Matt Barkley stayed for his senior year, that's who he, who he had above Kessler anyway. Yeah. That is very true. As for Matt Barkley's NFL career, you know, just because he went in the first round, I don't know if that would have made him a better NFL quarterback, you know. 
He would have been taken higher and he would have been paid more. Right. You know? We would have been number one, I don't think, heading into 2012. I think he would have been... I think he would have gone number one. He would have been number one. He would have been top ten. USC wouldn't have been ranked number one in 2012. Oh, no. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I think USC... Perform, er, performance this past season would have been understandable. And I don't think anybody would have viewed USC as high as they did, as they did with Matt Barkley. Right. I would agree with that. I don't, I don't think so. So. Now I got another one for you. What if Matt Leiner left after his junior season? So people don't know Matt Leiner stayed after uh after winning the national championship at U you know at USC. He could have he could have easily gone and been number 1. But what if he stayed what if he left? What if he did leave? I'll let you take this one. So if, okay, if Matt Leiner left, I don't think USC would have been in a national championship game because you would have had to break in a new quarterback with John David Booty. Not only that, nobody had the resiliency that Matt Leiner had. And I think statistically Matt Leiner was a, was a better quarterback. Than he was his Heisman season, but if he left, I don't know. I they would have definitely dropped the game with John David Booty. They probably would have lost the game, though. He would have had a lot of. He did have a lot of weapons, and then you would have had Reggie Bush and Lindell White. So. But if they did go into the national championship game, let's say they do, I don't think I think I don't think they would have had the success they did against Texas. Yeah, I don't think it would have been as close as it was. But I do think John David Booty's inexperience would have played a factor. Fair enough. I I think, but at the same time, it would have set him up for the next year very well. And he did do, and here's the thing, that team did almost go to the national championship game again. USC did almost go to the national championship game again. So, that was, like, that's the thing right there. They almost went to, they almost went to the national championship game and everything. Yeah, it's hard to say just because of all the weapons he would have had if John David Booty would have, you know, not kept USC as close as they were against Texas. Yeah. If they would have made it that far, because then it's like, well, what about the Arizona State game? What about the... um? What about the Notre Dame game? That would have altered things. That's true. That would have altered history, the Notre Dame game, which that that would have been something, too. What if they would have lost to Notre Dame? Then it would have broke the streak. You know, like, just different things like that. So... Any? Do you have any what if scenarios that you wanna? Let me think. Let's see. What if Clay Helton had kept Max Brown as a starter? Right, do you Clay... think Sam Darnold would have transferred if Max Brown was a starter for two years? Yes. 
I think he probably would have transferred. He probably would have transferred because he would have been a grad transfer and he could have played right away. And I don't think Darnold – I think Darnold could have probably ended up being still a top-10 quarterback. But if Brown stayed as the starting quarterback, I don't think USC goes to the Rose Bowl. I think USC oh, probably no. goes – I think USC probably goes to the Holiday Bowl or the Sun Bowl. And that's not a dig. That's not a dig at Max Brown. But I honestly wholeheartedly think that – um I think Darnold was the spark that started the whole thing. Darnold was the spark. Let's see. What if... What do you think? Do you think he would have transferred? Yeah, I think he would have. Because it's always obvious he wanted to play. And he knew he was good enough to be a starter. One of them was gonna, was bound to, uh, to transfer. Uh, let's see. What if USC? Had won the game against Utah, Sam Donald's first game. USC would have won the game against Utah. USC would have won the Pac-10. Pac-10. USC would have played Washington in a Pac-12 title game. And Colorado... Probably would have been in the Rose Bowl. Or USC. Or or USC. Because USC was on fire. USC could have actually won the Pac-12 championship. I think they would have been in the playoffs. Think so? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's interesting. But what was the... But would they have catapulted over Washington... Yes. Well, yeah, they would have kind of pulled it over Washington. But, I mean, what was that? What am I trying to add? Because we won the game against Washington. We Well, yeah, that would have meant we beat Washington. USC would have beaten Washington twice. With the voters, I mean, you're going to pick USC over Washington. My whole – what I was trying to add, like, what I'm asking or what I'm trying to ask is, like – I'm trying to find trying to find it by years. The year that Washington went. I know the, what year they went, but I'm trying to find it. And right now I can't The year they won the national championship? The uh no, the year Washington went cuz it was 2017, but I can't seem to find. I'm trying to find like the poll of that 2017 season. That 2016-2017 season. I'm trying to find the ranking. Here's the final rankings, actually. So, Penn State had one loss. Did that? No. Penn State was 11 and, was 11 and 2. That probably would have opened the door for, you're right. That probably would have opened the door for USC. USC probably would have catapulted in. Cause they would have been 11 and 2 if they beat Washington, they probably would have been in. You're right. USC probably would have been in. A, probably would have been in, and they would have played Alabama, and we probably and they probably and probably they would have had a good game against Alabama this time. There yeah, would have been I a think, rematch against Bama. I don't think they would have gotten blown out. No, I I don't think so. If they caught if they caught Bama the way they uh if they would have caught Bama early on, because this that's the thing you got to jump on Bama because Bama tends to start slow. If they would have jumped on Bama early on, they would have been fine. But I you're right USC 
most likely would have been in the national uh, in a college football playoff. That is a great statement. Now, would they have beaten Washington again? That's my question. Heck yeah. Because it's hard to beat a team twice. Yeah, but Washington. I'm, I've never been high in Washington. I think it would have been a win. No hesitation. Interesting. That is very interesting. What's another what if? Hmm. You got any more what ifs? I think we should we should end and ask people to send us theirs, and then we'll answer it for next next yeah. week. Yeah. So think of any USC scenario, any USC scenario, and ask us, and feel free to ask us what if. You know what? What give us a scenario, and we'll answer it at the next on the next podcast for next week. I have one more what if for you, actually. Mm-hmm. What if McGrath misses the game-winning field goal in the Rose Bowl? You mean um, Boymeister? Boymeister? Oh, excuse me, Boymeister. What if Boymeister missed the Chase McGrath? Oh my God! What I mean, McGrath. Boy... Ma- McGrath made against Texas. <laughs> yeah, he did. What if Boymeister? Made the, missed the game winning field goal at the Rose Bowl. It wasn't tied, was it? It was tied. Oh, it was tied? USD just tied it, like, like, five minutes ago. USD just, t- like, tied the game five minutes ago. Yeah, well, then obviously overtime. Um, and then a shootout. I think, ooh, that's hard. I think Sam Donald still would have won in a shootout with, in overtime. That would have been something. Don't forget Saquon Barkley was feeling it too, and then they were stuffing him. I think, and everyone forgets, Boymeister missed two field goals. I think he missed like two field goals in the first half. No, yeah, he did. He missed like two field goals in the first half. That ultimately would have made a difference had he made them. Uh, if he if USC would have missed the game winning field goal and going into overtime at the Rose Bowl, that would have been interesting to watch. I don't think it would have, I don't think it, I don't know. It would have been like the year after the Rose Bowl game between Oklahoma and Georgia. Yeah. Because I think the 2017 Rose Bowl was the most dramatic Rose Bowl in recent history. I'm not going to say, in my opinion, I think it's the greatest Rose Bowl. That's because I was there. Probably yeah, because I was I there, think that too. and I was talking with somebody, and they said, and we, I was talking with this guy who was sitting next to me. He's like, I was here for the USC Texas game, <clears throat> and he said that road. <clears throat> he said this, the Rose Bowl game between Penn State and USC, the 2017 Rose Bowl game, was better than that Texas game. I don't know if it was an in the moment thing, and I think to me it was in the moment. But I thought, I felt honestly, that was the best game I've ever attended. And I feel like that's better than the USC-Texas game. Maybe because USC came in the the winning outcome of that game. (laughs) That's just me. But um, anyway, that will do it for us for this week. Feel free to or, or feel free to follow us on uh, on Twitter at C Chronicles SBN. You can also follow me at Matt A Lowry on Twitter. You can follow me at Always Compete. And be sure to uh, to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify, 
and, or you can listen to us on the microphone app, uh, or on the megaphone app, the megaphone app on, um, just search for Conquest Chronicles. But until next week, fight on everybody. Fight on.